On today's show, we talk with Grammy nominee and Dove Award winner, recording artist Antonio Neal, about his new project, Welcome Home. We also dive deep into the music business in a very transparent way. This is the 39th episode of On Faith's Edge. Hi, this is John Schlitt, and you're listening to people just like me talk faith and life with Joe Taylor on Faith's Edge. This is On Faith's Edge, where engaging, enlightening, and entertaining content brings us closer to living an authentic faith. We'll talk faith and life with people in business and entertainment as we work out the space where God and life collide on Faith's Edge. And now your host, Joe Taylor. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year. This is, uh, as we're we're recording this, it is the fourth day of January 2015. We're just about to release this on a a Sunday night. And uh, we are starting a brand new year. May God bless you in ways that you could not possibly imagine. Happy New Year. 2 Corinthians, did I say Happy New Year? 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. Welcome to On Faith's Edge. My name is Joe Taylor, recovering atheist and your servant in Jesus Christ. This is your place to hear conversations with people of faith in business and entertainment from all walks of life and levels of success. They all have one thing in common. Like Antonio Neal, they believe in God and they come here to talk about it. Last episode, we spoke with author Bryant Cornett about a really interesting new book called A Rooster Once Crowed, a commentary on the greatest story ever told. This book, A Rooster Once Crowed, blends scripture and stories and an analysis of the gospel of Jesus Christ in a really compelling commentary. You can uh, go back and listen to that episode at onfaithsedge.com slash 38. That's onfaithsedge.com slash 38. I really really like this book, A Rooster Once Crowed. I think you'll find it interesting and a great companion for uh, for Bible study. Bryant was gracious, if you, as you heard on last week's show, Bryant was gracious enough to give away two copies of A Rooster Once Crowed, and we picked two people that emailed in, liked our Facebook page, or subscribers to show updates. And those winners are Elizabeth Oakman from Australia, of all places. Thank you for listening from uh, from Australia, Elizabeth. And Billy Lockmiller from an undisclosed location in the United States. And Billy, thank you for listening as well. Bryant will sign a couple copies and we'll be in touch with you shortly. If you are here as a fan or a friend of Antonio Neal, you will not be disappointed. This, uh, this guy really opened up and, and, and shared his life. This, this was just a great conversation. He's a, he's a Grammy nominee, uh, multiple Dove Award winner, and oversees the operation at uh, operations at Madison Line Records. I really enjoyed this time with Antonio. We talked about his new recording project, Welcome Home, as well as life in the music business in general. Uh, Welcome Home is available at Amazon.com and various Christian retailers. So let's jump right in with our conversation with Antonio Neal. Hello, Antonio. Welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me, man. Man, it's great to talk to you. Really, really is great to talk to you. Congrats are in order for you, my friend. You just released a new eight-song project called Welcome Home. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Really excited about it. Yeah, tell us uh, tell us about this album. This is your fourth or third album? 
Uh, somewhere over there, third or fourth. It just depends <laughs> on count the ones on the black market. <laughs> uh, really, like really, kind of like my third. I would say four, four record. That I'm really serious about third or fourth. Um, Welcome home is just a project, man. That I that really I didn't plan for, um, but I guess God planned for it. So, so here we are. Well, what brought this particular project about? Wow, uh, you know, let me tell you the long story, the short yeah. story. Yeah, give us um, a, give us it all. Really, what happened? The the honest truth was um, at Madison Line, um, where I work every day, we had an opportunity, or I had um, someone that we had contracted for something, and the artist that we were contracting this guy to work on to produce a record for, um, she decided that she didn't want to record music anymore. So, of course, with contracts, agreements, covenants, I have to pay this guy anyway. Oh, boy. And so <laughs> I'm like, man, we can't. We have to give him his money. We have to keep our word with that. But but we should be able to get, you know, a project or get some music anyway. And so leading up to the time, oh, around about February or March, man, I was just kind of writing some songs and playing around some stuff at the office, only just for the purpose of just writing. And um, I got the bright idea with, hey, since we have to pay this guy anyway, and that's where we record some of these songs I've been buzzing everybody at the office with. And uh, that's kind of really how it started, man. It wasn't was romantic. It wasn't some deep situation. It was really, <laughs> uh, I had to. <laughs> and uh, I, but I just happened to be writing songs. And really what pushed me was some of the songs were really touching some of the staff. And I was like, man, that will, it would be awesome to get these songs out. So it just happened at the, the, the right, the perfect time. And uh, I'm just so glad that God opened that door for us. Wow. Wow. It's his timing, though, man. It's all about his yes, timing, sir. brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, what can your fans expect from Welcome Home? Well, I think they can expect um, a person that's just trying to do good art. I, I, I really loving God and, and loving my wife and my family and what I do. I try to put all that in my music. But And I want people to feel like we cared about the music, the art, that it's not just good enough for Christian or gospel music, but that people can sit, um, sit down and listen to it or put it in their car and drive time, traffic, man, and they will get something spiritually out of it. But they will also get something out of it from just listening to something that people cared about and people tried to put their heart into. And so I think that they will see me talk about, um, you know, having a life that, you know, Christ redeems us from everything. And so understanding that Welcome Home is talking about um, the message of like a person that was lost or, or, the, or the prodigal son or, or God bringing us, giving us the ministry of reconciliation. So that whole project is about, man, getting up on your feet, understanding that your life is in Christ and, and kind of like having a good time in that and reflecting on the goodness of God in your life, whether it's through your marriage or through him or understanding that he brings us joy. He's the reason why we breathe. You know, he never gave up on us, man. Uh, and so just good, I would say soulful music, man. That's what I, I hope. Just good, soulful, clean, inspirational music. So you, you wrote all the songs on this out al- on this album. Yes, sir. Yes, wow. sir. Wow. Yes, I, I tell you, Antonio, for my money at the end of myself is the yes, song sir. on this album, man beautiful you know so- emotional <laughs> poignant i mean it is it is just it's go ahead it's just it's just beautiful man and 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 uh you know i like i like all the songs but for yes, that sir. song to be the last song uh at the end of myself 
that song stands alone as the song on this album for my money. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, what's what's so funny? That uh, see, you're a clever guy, though. You're a clever. I see now. I, I see who I'm working with now. You're a clever guy. Um, um, when I was working on the record, man, and if people, you know, kind of pulling the veil back from stuff because a lot of times artists don't get an opportunity to talk to people about what was going through their minds. So that that project was created out of the sense of the prodigal of the lost son again, um, reconciliation. Um, so the first song, Welcome Home, on the project, well, the second song, uh, Welcome Home, is about the celebration that happened once the son got back. So I don't say that, but really, and we danced the night away and all that, that's about the celebration that the father threw for his son that came back. But I wanted that song into myself. We were actually finished with the project. We actually were done. And I got up one morning, and... That song kind of, kind of like woke me up. It like knocked on my my brain's door or something in the morning, and it was I just heard it in my head. Now I wrote it like four or five years ago when I was living in Nashville, and but when I got up, it was like it was supposed to be on the project. And when you listen to what I'm saying, I told the guy, I told um, the guy who produced the project with me, uh, Kurt Smith. I said, I want this song to be stripped down of anything. So that's literally, there is no computer anything or any that, you know, editing, any all that. It's none. It's literally, I wanted the song to be, that's the song he sang once he got back to his room mm. after the party, after remembering all that he'd been through, after remembering all of that, end of myself was supposed to be, in my mind, the song that he sang in his room when everybody gone home, no more pig left to eat. They're just, he just in back in his room that he had when he was growing up. And that kind of like in my mind, what I wanted that song to be, that's what it represents like the last man I'm back home. Yeah. So that's what that song was about. And that's why I had that much emotion in it because I wanted it to be like, he's sitting on the floor on the edge of the bed or whatever you want to call it. And it's just him talking to the Lord and talking to himself about his journey. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those songs and, and, you know, there's, there's a whole, there's a whole seven other songs here, but man, this song really had an impact on me. It's one of those songs when you, you think you're, it makes you feel like I'm just kind of listening to a guy talk to God. Should I even be hearing this? <laughs> you know, it's That's just exactly you, you, wow. You just said exactly what I told the producer. I told him, I said, man, this song is as if I'm sitting on the floor and that is my prayer after I got back, you know, in the sense of this prodigal lost son, but all of us have been redeemed for something to reconcile. But that's what that song represented, the conversation in the room when everybody has left. Well, that's, that was, that, that's what that song, and men, it's crazy. Men have been responding to me about that song. That song impacted me, Antonio. Antonio, and it's like a trip out thing because it's a hidden track. No one even really knows it's on there, so you have to play the record and it has to go off of the CD itself, it actually is not listed on there at all. Right. Because we did it on purpose like that, so people can fall into it, so they can just kind of like say, oh, wow, I didn't know this was on here. So, man, thank you for that. That, that That's inspirational um, to me to know that that touched you, man. Well, look look for this song on that album, and Welcome Home is a great set of songs, Antonio. really, really is. I'm, a, uh, I'm just glad I got to listen to them, and I'm glad I got to hear uh, At the End of Myself, man. Like I said, it's the, song, it's the song on this album. Uh, wow, Antonio, you have an expansive career, as is mentioned as mentioned before, working with the likes of uh, Stacey Arricchio, 
Arico and Tyler Perry as a as a writer, artist, and producer. You've sold more than five million albums, not to mention two Dove Awards. Um, we've talked about this album and Antonio Neal, the artist, a little bit. Uh, can we talk about Antonio Neal, the business person? Hmm. Oh man, what part of the business person? Well, you, you oversee <laughs> right now. You oversee the marketing, publishing, and day to day operations at Madison Line Records, and. And, uh, you know, you talked before about some, this album, frankly, came about as, uh, as, as you being a business person delivering on a promise, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in business, well, what have you, what have you learned, uh, and and just be as authentic and honest here with us as as, Mm -hmm. as you can, what have you learned about the music business? What I've learned about the music business is that you can have all the plans, you can you can have the most perfect this and that you can you know but unless unless God is in it with you and the timing of it um, as a business person it really doesn't matter um, I've, I've learned time and time again that um, it has to be the Lord I mean if, if the Lord wants to get your sound out you know you know I'm with an indie, uh, indie label small small record label not a whole bunch of money to do a whole lot of things and tours and videos and extra stuff. I mean, we really work hard for what we have. Mm-hmm. And, and I look at it. And so in my heart, as anybody that creates anything, you're like, God, I really want this to get out to the masses. And I, I just, I just remember just my time in Nashville and my time just being in the business of music, that there were people that, you know, had lots of money and stuff didn't happen for them. And there, there are things that happen when somebody just heard a song and somebody just gave a person favor and just opened up a door for them. And so what I've learned now is that I, I look for, I, I, I pray for and I ask God for those opportunities that money can't pay for. That, you know, a person like somebody like yourself, like this song touches me. You know, I'm, I'm saying, Lord, you, you know all the things that I don't have, but at the same time, like you told Moses, what's in your hand? You know, and so to lean on the favor of the Lord, to lean on treating people nice, um, to lean on trying to give people the best that you can have, the best that you can be and that you want them to have. But it's, it's the relationship stuff, to build relationships beyond the music, build the relationships beyond a person's influence, um, build relationships with people that they don't always have to talk to you about music or you don't have to always talk about what you're trying to do I, I, the number one thing I think I've learned in saying all of that is build authentic relationships. Mm. Um, no matter what, I, I'll give you an example. Um, yesterday I was, I was in Chattanooga, Tennessee at a church and, um, the guy said at the end, um, the assistant pastor whom I know, he said, man, why did it take so long for you to get here? He said, man, I wish we had done this before. And although I've been knowing him for like 12 years, I said, man, it's okay, man. I said, it wasn't the time for that. And, you know, so he's like, I've been in his life for 12 years. I've never gotten an invite to sing at their church until this past weekend. You know, he's like, why, why, why does it take so long? I'm like, well, number one, that's up to you. But really, it wasn't about your church. It wasn't about how many members you guys had. It wasn't about that. It was about you. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know, it was about the relationship. Now, you felt like God was like, okay, we'll invite you down. I said, that was the right timing for it. So I'm learning build relationships that are bigger than the product that you're trying to sell. 
build real relationships. And sometimes that means, many times that means putting on the back burner the thing that helps you feed your wife and children, the thing that helps you do whatever. Sometimes you have to sacrifice that to build something bigger, and that's relationships. And you get a chance to know people. You get a chance to pray with people. You get a chance to earn new brothers in your life and people that now they confide in you, you confide in them. I found so many times when God allowed those chances to happen, and here I'm I'm saying I'm at the fork in the road. Either you do business or you gain a brother. Which one? (laughs) I've been at that several times in my life. Like Either you can do business or you can gain a brother. Which one do you want to do? Which one is more important to you? And sometimes, you know, I fail. Sometimes, you know, I went towards the brother. And so it, it, it's, that's the thing that I've learned. Now, looking back, I don't remember a lot of the studio sessions and all those things of the past, but I do remember people that impacted my life and people that treated my wife right and treated my kids right. I remember that. So relationships, man, that's what I know now. Build great relationships that has nothing to do with your industry. You know, that that's a, that's poignant advice, man. It really is. Uh, have you ever, have you ever had a time in, in the indie music business is tough, man. Uh, yes, have you ever had a time when, when even in the Christian music business, just to be, just to ask you an honest a, a, a question here, have you ever mm-hmm. had a time when taking a shortcut or bending your principles seemed like the right thing to do to get an artist, uh, to get an artist through or to, for the sake of profit or for the sake of expediency? Um, I think so. I, I, would, I would probably say, yeah, I would probably say, um, I, I would say all of us in, in a sense of, you know, what does it take to quote unquote become successful? What does it take to become, you know, you know, to, to get something to happen for the most part on the, on the music side, you know, I just try to let the song speak for themselves. But I think oftentimes you can look out and you can see, other people having success, you know, envy man is, is like one of the worst enemies of a good heart, you know, envy. And it's like, you know, you see somebody doing it and somebody, something's happening. And of course, you know that, okay, what if I push up on this person or if I can offer more money or what if I, you know, different things to try to get them heard. But at the end of the day, you know, if you know that God didn't open that door and you just kind of bulldoze your way through, Okay, you paid the money, you're there, but still, if the Lord's hand isn't on it, it doesn't even matter. And so um, I think all of us are tempted to try to do things, to take the shortcuts in certain areas of our life. But um, at the end of the day, if we're honest with ourselves, we know that unless the Lord built that, it's not going to work. No matter what you do, next thing you know, you're broke, you spent extra money, and you still didn't get what you thought you were going to get. And um, I think I've learned to just let it take its time. And, and sometimes, you know, you want things to happen faster, but at the same time, when things don't happen fast, God is also building your character. And so sometimes a slow burn is the thing that builds your character. And oftentimes when we want to go fast, we don't get to, to learn those lessons along the way. Good point. Good point. Amen, brother. You know, uh, Antonio, this show is about faith and specifically, specifically your faith and how you live out your belief in God. How, how did you come to believe in Jesus Christ? Um, you know, a lot of people say, well, I grew up in the church. That had nothing to do with Jesus. In a sense, of my personal walk, I did grow up in church. <laughs> uh, you know, they use that as an excuse. Grandma, you know, but uh, for me, it was at a point in my life, I remember the day 
I remember the I don't remember what day it was of the year, but I remember the day that God so connected with my heart and let me know that he loved me. Uh so allowed a moment to impact my life that I just simply remember the day that I I said, Oh man, I gotta get back to I remember I was in school, Texas A and I Kingsville, I think it's Texas A and M Kingsville now, Texas down there, way, way down there, past Corpus Christi and I came back to my dorm room from a class and it was a guy down the hall who I didn't know was a I don't know if he was a Christian or he just grew up in a in a in a gospel home or whatever, a Christian home. And he was playing Oh Happy Day by Walter Hawkins. Mm-hmm. And man, when I, he had it like blaring. I think it was a Sunday, actually. I think it was a Sunday morning. And I came from somewhere about brunch time and he was playing that song and I just heard it just down the hallway and it just brought me back to home, my mom, my dad. It just, just when Jesus washed my sins away, I just remember hearing that. And I actually went down the hall, didn't go in my dorm room, actually walked, went down the hallway, found the guy with the door open. And I walked through the door and I said, what do you know about that? That's exactly what I told him. He told me, what do you know about that? <laughs> and I said, well, man, I grew up in church, blah, blah, He said, I did too. Now, we were both looking at each other like, no. <laughs> you know, we had one of those moments like, oh, not you. And I'm like, no, not you. And I sat down on his bed, man, in his dorm room, and I listened to that song. And that song so grabbed my heart. It so hit me in a good place that I went back to my room, like, what have I been doing? What, what, what is this What is all about? You know, look at all that love I'm feeling and what Jesus has done for me. And you're in this, you're in this school, got this basketball scholarship, you're wilding out. What are you, what are you doing? That song arrested me, man. Wow. I mean, it arrested me. That summer I went back home and that is when I, Jesus Christ became, you know, the Lord of my life. I'm not saying I haven't had ups and downs since then. I'm saying, but that's when I consciously made a decision to get to know who Jesus Christ was for myself. Had nothing to do with my mom and dad, but that was the summer that I made a decision that I was going to get to know him. So hearing that song, Oh, happy day. Wow. Wow. So did you, uh, did you maintain a friendship with this guy or, no, not really. Mm-mm. Just that one occurrence, somebody, man. Yeah, he was just somebody that, you know, we would, after that, we would kind of see each other or whatever. Hey, what's going on, man? But it wasn't like, I mean, I was down there, basketball scholarship, so I was with my team all the time. So he wasn't he wasn't an athlete, if I'm not mistaken. Or if he was, he was on the track team for something. So we, were, we weren't in, like, the same circles, you know, very often. But it was just one day I happened to walk up the stairs. I mean, if I were to walk up the stairs five minutes later, I would have missed the song. It just happened to be I walked up the stairs, heard the song, went over there, talked for a minute. song went off, and I just went back to my room kind of like, wow, Jesus loves me, man. What am I doing? You know, I got, to, I, got to, I got to do this thing for real. This is not how I'm supposed to be living. And, and that was the beginning of the turnaround in my life, my um, freshman year of college. Wow. Wow. I didn't go to a church. It wasn't this and that. It was literally a song playing down the hallway. That is cool, Antonio. That is a cool story, man. Hey, let's let's do a round of instant insight into into uh, Antonio Neal. A- Antonio, this is where I want to ask you quick questions, and you simply respond with answers that'll make us feel like your best friend when we're done. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> what, I hope I saw him. I'm like, oh Lord. What single? <laughs> what single person? And Antonio, you're not allowed to say Jesus. No, no Sunday school answers here. Okay. Okay. Those. Okay. Okay. What okay. single person had the biggest impact in your life? My wife. Yeah. The most exciting thing I ever did was. Oh man! <laughs> oh man, get married! <laughs> <laughs> it sounds to me like you wanted to say something else, but you just decided <laughs> otherwise, huh? <laughs> we'll let them, uh, yeah, we'll let them. <laughs> God is. No, I would say let me let me say one of the most exciting things I've done in my life actually um, was to win the state championship in high school. Just as a as a person, just as a young kid coming up. I always wanted to, you know, run around with the trophy and cut the net down and jump on my teammates. So my wow. senior year in high school, I remember that. Uh, and uh, what's funny about that is I met a guy, all these graduated in 1991. I just met a guy here in um, Memphis, and uh, he told me he went to a certain school, he played ball. And, uh, and I said, yeah, I played ball too at this at Westbury Christian School in Houston. He said, what, Westbury Christian? He said, what year you graduate? I said, 91. He said, man, we played you guys in the state championship. I'm oh, like, really? No. He said, this big guy dumped on me. Was it you? <laughs> I said, man, I think it was. I was like the biggest guy on my team. And he was like, it was you. And so his wife was like, I got newspaper clippings of it. That's and uh, that was like, you know, you're talking about 20 years ago. Here I met this guy that I played in the state championship game and dunked on him. And his wife sitting there saying, I got the newspaper clippings. That's and so funny. I met this guy. That was so funny, man. But yeah, I would say that was one of the most exciting times as a young person in my life, winning the state championship in Texas. That's cool. Running around and jumping on each other. Yeah, I remember that. That's cool. God is? Creative. If I were not a singer-songwriter, I would be? I would hope to be a professional basketball player. As a fan, whose music are you listening to? I'm listening to uh, Tommy Sam's Peace and Love. Other than food and music, what is the best thing about Memphis, Tennessee? The people, man. Awesome people who are gritty and love this city. I'm afraid of? Not fulfilling my purpose. The greatest basketball player in history is? Me. Michael Jordan. Of of course. Of course. What Bible passage has the most meaning to you? I think 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, but all things are new. Antonio, you're an accomplished musician, Dove Award winner, and business person. But today, what does success mean to Antonio Neal? Coming home with my daughter and my, my kids opening the door, smiling at me, telling them they miss me. Seeing my wife walk up to me with arms out, you know, um, with a smile on her face. That That's that's the cup, my cup of tea now. I look forward to that every day. Um, that's, that's my success. Finally, as we wrap up, Antonio, what would you say to someone that is right on faith's edge, making that choice to believe or not to believe in God? Well, I would say be honest with the Lord. Don't act like you're going to hurt his feelings. 
you know. Don't act like, you know, you're going to ask a question or your emotion is something that's going to take him over the edge. I would say open it up and be and be real um, and, and, and talk and, and, and let it all out um, and investigate and ask questions. It's, it's okay. I think people think that because you have questions and are, are unsure that something's wrong. No, you should, you should, you should, you know, search and prod and poke and try to figure it out. I mean, and try to keep yourself open. I don't think anything's wrong with that. I think, and I think God's cool with that, with people searching and trying to figure it out and trying to know him. And um, I would say, keep doing that. Don't, don't stop doing that. Don't stop being honest. Don't stop being open. Don't stop sharing the truth. You don't have to, you know, sugarcoat things with God. You can just be yourself and, and communicate what's on your heart. And I just believe that if we do that, he'll give us the answers, the real answers that we're looking for that are way, way down that'll reach the, the deep places of our life instead of the little stuff that's shallowy and cookie cutter. I don't think we can say anything more than that. Antonio, I really appreciate you hanging out tonight. The The album is Welcome Home, and it is a good one, man. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. No problem at all, Joe. Thanks for having me. God bless you, my friend. You too. I write this letter to your heart The song in the background is Antonio's title track from Welcome Home. Well, title, Welcome Home. (laughs) There's a link in today's show notes to Welcome Home, as well as his website, Facebook, and Twitter links. Just go to onfaithsedge.com slash 39. That's onfaithsedge.com slash 39. And uh, you'll find all of those links as Facebook and Twitter links, as well as his website. Welcome Home, of course, is available at amazon.com and various Christian retailers. But if you want a free copy, just go to onfaithsedge.com and sign up for show updates or follow the link to onfaith to the onfaith's edge Facebook page and just like us on faith on Facebook. We uh, we all want to be liked, don't we? <laughs> That'll wrap up today's show. Thank you again to Antonio Neal and thank you for listening to. I really appreciate you being here. You mean a lot to me and you mean a lot to the show. Remember, God is real and eternity is now. Let's go out and live like it. God bless. Thank you for listening to On Faith's Edge. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher, Internet Radio, or your favorite podcast app on Android, Apple, or Windows devices. To reach out to Joe or leave comments about the show, visit onfaithsedge.com. You're important to us, and we would love to hear from you. 